0: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Stone. Cold. Locks. Give me a hell, yeah! Feeling good. Feeling great. Got my losing out of the way. Last week, and now it is calm seas and clear skies ahead. At least I hope. Two, three, and one last week. Lost my way a little bit. Went back to the drawing board. Had to come to Jesus meeting with myself. I looked right in the mirror and I said, you're better than this, Brandon. You're, you're going to improve going into week four of your lock. So I'm ready to lock and load. Still swimming above 500 for the season. 11-9, 11-9-2 uh, against the spread. I can't believe I've already had two pushes. But let's hand out some winners. Here we go. So much for not liking any games. I have seven. I will keep this short and sweet for each. Colorado plus 21 against USC. I think Dion and company needed a wake-up call. They got one last week at Oregon. This is a much different sort of opponent, though, and I think it's one that will struggle to dominate in the way that Oregon did. For one, this game is in Boulder. Colorado had to go to Eugene last week, so it helps to be at home. Also, this is basically a 9 o'clock in the morning start for USC players, body clockwise, and USC's defense is terrible. They rank 70th overall or somewhere in the 70s, whereas Oregon is a top 10 defense. Colorado's going to keep this one close. The back door will always be open at plus 21. Lock it up. Kentucky minus one against the Florida Gators. One of my general rules is to always lean the way of SEC teams at home, especially when I think they're the better unit. Devin Leary is the quarterback that Florida originally wanted in the portal, and they had to settle for Graham Mertz. I just think this Gators team is a whole different animal when they're at the swamp. Take them out of that environment. They cannot be trusted. The Gators rank 116th in the nation. In third down conversion rate, that's really bad news when you're on the road in the SEC. And the Gator defense allows too many explosive plays. They rank 133rd in that area among 133 qualifying teams. Their defense is good, but they allowed the big play, and the Cats can take advantage. Give me Kentucky minus one. Lock it up. Let's move to the NFL. This is a rage bet. This is what I, if you've been listening throughout the course of the show, I teased this one at the open Jags minus three in London against the Atlanta Falcons. So here's how I came to this conclusion that the Jags are a good bet for one. It's in London and they're used to this environment. So I like that, but that's not the biggest reason more than anything. It was because of the Packers last night. So hear me out. I watched the Falcons go toe to toe with this green Bay team and you could not have had a more evenly matched game between those two. It was a Spider-Man meme game. And after what I saw last night, I realized that green Bay kind of stinks and they've been doing this by smoke and mirrors. Atlanta is two and one, but how did they get to two and one? They beat the Panthers, not impressed. And they beat green Bay by one point when they faced real competition, Atlanta, that was Detroit last week. They lost by 14. We saw what Detroit just did to green Bay. My point is, is I don't think Atlanta's that good. This is a bounce back spot for the Jags. Minus three. Lock it up. Texans plus three hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers because who the hell is Kenny Pickett To be favored on the road in the NFL. Seriously, this offense is horrendous. Their only shot to compete in this game is if their defense shuts down the Texans' offense. And I don't know if you've been paying attention or not, but that offense is pretty good. Allow me to read you the list of rookie quarterbacks in the history of the NFL who have had 900-plus passing yards and zero interceptions in their first three career games. You ready for this whole list? This is going to take a minute. C.J. Stroud, that is the list. Texans plus three, lock it up. Now, this one comes with a bit of a disclaimer because we've got some injury news, but I grabbed the Ravens plus three at the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson is questionable. We've already seen this line move, so I'll have Tyler, when I'm done, giving you my spiel. I'll have him tell me whether or not this gets to still be included. But The the, the Cleveland defense is legit. I'm not going to take that away from them. But I think we're getting them a little too gassed up here. They wrecked a terrible Titans offensive line and the Bengals with an injured Joe Burrow. The Ravens appear to be getting healthier, so I think this is going to be a real test, and I don't trust Deshaun Watson. I especially don't trust him if he can't throw. Two trends that I love with Baltimore, no matter the injury situation in this game. One, Lamar is undefeated as an underdog against the spread in his career. Two, since 2009, AFC North underdogs in divisional games when the spread is less than 4, 63% against the spread. That's an awesome trend. Lock it up. Now you know I'm going to do this. The Dolphins plus 2.5 at the Buffalo Bills. This, my friends, is what I am calling a sharp trap. At least that's what I'm going to tell myself. Here's my line of thinking in calling it that. Every sharp analyst that I've heard this week is on Buffalo. Every professional better in the country is going to be on Buffalo. The great Raheem Palmer we had earlier in the week, he's on Buffalo. Harry Gagnon, he's on Buffalo because these guys cannot adjust their models. They live by this stuff, and their model says the Bills are better, and three games isn't enough of a sample size to shake that. So Vegas is like, Yeah, well, we know that you're going to take Buffalo if we set the line less than a field goal. Well, I have a model, too, Tyler. It's called my eyeballs. Fins plus two and a half. Lock it up. 49ers minus 14. Final pick on the board for me. They take on the Arizona Cardinals. I'm sorry, Arizona. Last week was very cute, adorable, but it's time for the kids to go back to the kids table San Francisco is the best team in the NFL right now they've got 3 extra days to prepare for this game and the Cardinals are coming off the upset of the season this sets up to be such a smash spot for the 49ers they have covered eight consecutive home games. Brock Purdy is 8-3 and three against the spread in his young career. And my favorite number of all is that since adding Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers are 12-4 and four against the spread. This is a Niners smash spot. Lock it up. Those are my Stone Cold Locks of the Week. What do you think, Tyler?
0: Let's see here. So, I'm with you on the Colorado plus 21 at home versus USC. I don't think USC uh, runs up the score quite like, not even runs up the score, but I think that Colorado can contain USC a bit better and keep up with them than what they did to Oregon last week. I don't see this team, a Deion Sanders coach team, getting pounced, uh, punched in the mouth two weeks, two weeks in a row. I think USC wins this game. I think that it'll be more competitive past the first five minutes of the game than what it was last week versus Oregon. I already said I'm on UF for this one. I do admire that although you are picking seven uh, (laughs) locks, at least five of them are home games. The disclaimer is one of your away games, too. The Ravens, uh, that line has shifted down to plus one and a half.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. And that's where I wanted your ruling on this because I love it at plus three. At plus one and a half, eh, I mean, a field goal, you get a field goal in the NFL for two teams that are evenly matched, it's a big deal. At plus one and a half, I'm a little squeamish. So I gave it out at three. When I was putting my notes together, it was at plus three. By the time we got to this segment, it was plus one and a half. So do I get to keep it on my list, I guess, is my question. Because I might not end up betting it. This is one I haven't. I was planning on placing it, and then the, the line moved, and now yeah. I'm. I still might do it, but I'm unsure. If you haven't placed it, then I think no, it can't count towards. It's not going to count towards the record in either direction. Okay, how about this, in this way, if Deshaun Watson is is in, the line will move back, and I'll bet it. So I'll okay. have to just be honest, or or just know that if they say Watts, Watson's expected to go that I'm taking the Ravens. Okay. If not, I think the line's going to move too drastic in the other direction. Because if Watson is ruled out, the the Ravens are going to end up favored in this game. Robert, and that makes me a little nervous. Who is the backup quarterback right now I think Cleveland. it's still Jacoby Bursette. Is or no, it'll be Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Oh, yep, true. Yeah, see, I, That's, I actually I think mean, he's all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was stunting in preseason for the Browns that uh, Hall of Fame game every so. point
1: you know it sounds silly to quibble over a point point and a half but every point matters in the NFL oh huge And when it comes to sports betting as a whole as well um I think I agree
0: with you I don't have any major complaints wow. here the 49ers I think they're like I already said this is their they've scored 30 points in every single every week thus far I still feel like there's me on the bone. on the bone I still feel like last week versus the Giants on Thursday Night football too many red zone field goals. I still think they have stuff to figure out in the red zone. I see them putting up 40-plus. I don't think the Cardinals will be able to compete with them regardless of how tough that they've been through the first couple weeks of the season. The Dolphins, I think I think the over-under on it, this is where, if I bet on this game, it'll be in that department. Take the over. I, I'm thinking so. I mean, Hamlin, you and everyone else in America. DeMar, well, the line's got to be ridiculous. It's 53-and-a-half, which, oh, okay. which is a, not it, ridiculous. It's the highest of the weekend in the NFL, but that's not that crazy. No, not even. I, I, would, I would be willing to bet, quite literally, that this game ends up in the 60s. Both offenses are clicking. Buffalo, bad outing week one. They scored 30-plus the last two weeks. Miami's defense, better than I think what we expected, but still, they are allowing points. The Chargers, great offense in week one. Thirty-four to thirty-one final. I see this game going a very similar way. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say the Dolphins come out on top, but that uh, defense we already mentioned for the for Buffalo, Jordan Poyer already out of strong safety. So who steps in for him? I've seen that Demar Hamlin is going to be playing this week. I know he's normally lined up as the free safety. I don't know if he's shifting over to strong safety. DeMar Hamlin, great story. Excited to have him back. He is a backup in the NFL.
1: Yeah, a going... backup who's been inactive for the first three weeks of the season. One of the other things that that started to raise some alarm bells for me, and I listen to a lot of different stuff, not so much so that I can snatch somebody else's opinion, although if they give me a good reason why, uh, I, I'll I'll borrow. But I just want to get an idea of how, how people I respect are thinking as I'm putting all of this together. And there was so much Bill's love this week. And part of the reason was dogging Miami for who they have put up, put up points against. Well, it's Denver. Well, it's the chargers. Then they were kind of slowed down against new England. Buffalo has two wins this year against the Raiders and the commanders. Do we really think that highly of these teams? How is it that different? So, and then the, and then you look at last year. I, and this is the, what, what weights the heaviest for me is the last season these two teams played each other three times. It was a one-score game in each of them. The Dolphins won one. And one of those games, Skylar Thompson was the quarterback for the Dolphins, and the Dolphins almost won. So clearly this Miami team matches up well with Buffalo. And this is the best version of that Miami team. I think that matters a lot. You know, when it comes to, like, Models and uh, Vegas putting lines out there. There are always some teams that you just can't figure out. And that was where I got caught up last week going, oh, how's the how's Miami going to cover a six-and-a-half-point spread? How? You can't cover these guys. You can't. And Mike McDaniel's doing stuff on offense that, that just makes these guys complete cheat codes. And Tyreek
0: Hill is already a complete cheat code. Yeah. And like we discussed yesterday... One of his touchdowns, he wasn't running a route. It was, he just scrambled into open space over the middle of the field and a hit him. 60 yards to the house. It's what these guys are capable of doing. Like I said, DeMar Hamlin filling in a safety. Great story. Hope he plays well. Backup uh, defensive player in the secondary versus the best wide receiver, 1 2 in the entire league. Not a good combination for success. I don't want to pick a side here. I hope both teams lose, and everyone has a terrible time, and I hope that overhits. And thank you for finally coming around on the Falcon slander with me. Yeah, that team yeah. is a
1: bad team. That's what, last night, one of my biggest takeaways was, oh my god, the Falcons are so bad. Because they, they're the Packers. They went toe-to-toe. It was a one-point game at the end of the day. And then they lost in a very similar fashion to the way the Packers lost to the Lions. So I went, these two teams are identical. Now, the Jags, I think, have played poorly, but I still believe the Jags are a good football team. So this is their opportunity now. And the line is small enough to where I'm not too worried about it. I also want to just quick nugget of credit to uh, the Lions' defense. They proved me wrong
0: completely. You know, I, I completely d- missed how impactful that defensive front would be and how even though they added a couple new pieces in the secondary, if you have that defensive front on lock, which they do there in Detroit, obviously led by Aiden Hutchinson, they sacked Love five times last night and his pressure rate was ridiculous. Yeah, he had no time. Makes your secondary much easier to defend receivers when the quarterback is running for his life. So props to the Detroit defense. I think that they made Jordan Love and the Packers l- look Either worse than what they are or exactly what they should have, what they think they've they exposed been. them. So, yeah, that's that's my take on there. We didn't mention it earlier in
1: the show, so I wanted to give a shout out to Aiden Hutchinson, that Detroit defense as a whole. 969thegame.com, nine, the in the zone section if you want to check out those locks for yourself. Follow or fade, I don't care. Uh, over at 969thegame.com. Nine, Bold predictions for the weekend ahead. Next.